Father, again, we just thank you that you are present with us. We thank you, Lord, that you are continuing to give us instructions from your mouth, Lord, from the words of your mouth. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be holy and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We just thank you, Lord, again for this Lord's day. It is the day that you have made. We rejoice in it and we are glad. Father, uh, we just again ask that you would just teach us from your word, Lord. There's so much here when it comes to your love. Your love is unending and overflowing and just so invigorating and full of life and health and strength to us. Oh, God, your love is just great. And we just ask again that you would just allow us to just continue to abide in your love, abide in your word. And then, Lord, just help us to be and to do what you have called us to be. Oh, God, and that is to be more like the son of God, the more like Jesus, our Savior. We want to be more like him. And so, Lord, teach us according to your word. Oh, God, let your word come alive in our hearts and and empower us to just go forward in you. And then, Lord, let that love reach the heart that is hurting, the heart that is lonely, the heart that has not experienced that great love that is from you. For there is a love for the one that is lost. Oh, yes, Lord, the lost sheep. May you find the one that is lost today and cause them to be drawn to you with loving kindness. Have you drawn us unto yourself? And Father, when you draw us to yourself, nothing is the same. We are made brand new in you. And we love you for that. We praise you for that. We bless you. Lord, I may not be able to complete this message, but I pray that you would empower me to give what you have empowered me to give. And I give you praise for it. Let your people be receptive to that in Jesus name. And God's people say, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right. And so uh, one of my key verses and scriptures is Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And we're going to begin at the 17th verse, and that's page 1439 and possibly a little of 1440. Page 1439 and 1440 in the voice. All right, Ephesians 4, verses 17 right on to 32. And also Leviticus 19. And we're going to do 17 and 18. Page 146. Okay, Leviticus 19, verses 17 and 18. That's page 146 in the voice. Okay. And I will begin. All right. It says, Therefore, as a witness of the Lord, I insist on this that you no longer walk in the outsider's ways with minds devoted to worthless pursuits. They are blind to true understanding. They are strangers and aliens to the kind of life God has for them who be, uh, for them because they live in ignorance and immorality and 
because their hearts are cold. Their hearts are cold. All right. Hard stones. Isn't that something? A cold heart, a stony heart. But God, what? Transforms our hearts into what? A heart of flesh, a heart that's pumping blood, a heart that has emotion and feeling, a heart that is filled, what? With his love, but not a cold and stone heart, a hard stone heart, cold. And now since they've lost all natural feelings, they have given themselves over to sensual, greedy, and reckless living. See, that's the problem. All right, sensual, greedy, and reckless living. They stop at nothing to satisfy their impure appetites. Impure appetites. Isn't that something? The appetite is not even pure. You know, the things that should be pure, they're not pure. But they cannot be pure for a reason, church. All right? But this is what? Not the path of the anointed one, which you, you have learned. It's not the path. That's not the way God has chosen for us to go. If you have heard... uh if you have heard Jesus and have been taught by him according to the truth that is in him, and we have been taught, have we not? We have heard the word. The word is teaching us day by day. Hallelujah. Line by line. Can you hear me? Can y'all hear me? Everything's okay? Okay. And so the word, the, the word is the truth. Jesus is the truth. And then what you know how to take off your former way, then you know how to take it off. You know how because you have the word to reveal that to you. You have Jesus, the living word, to help you. All right? Take off that former way of life. Your crumpled old self, that dark blot of a soul corrupted by deceitful desire and lust. A crumpled old self. Think about that. <laughs> a crumpled old self. That old self can't do nothing for you. Just got to take him off. Just got to put him to the side and allow God to help you to do it. Take a fresh breath and let God renew your attitude and your spirit. Okay. Then you are ready to put on your new self, modeled after the very likeness of God, truthful and righteous and holy. Put away those lies too and speak truth to one another. Because we are all part of one another. See, we're all part of one another. So if we don't speak truth and we don't treat each other right, guess what? It affects every one of us. Mm -hmm. When you are angry, don't let it carry you into sin. Don't let the sun set with anger in your heart or give place to the devil. Give him room to work. Don't give that devil no room. And God reveals him every time as you pray. As you're abiding in the word, God's going to reveal that knucklehead, all right? And you just got to stand up and say, devil, I resist you. Devil, I don't want no part of you. Don't give no place to him. Don't, don't participate in his junk, mm -hmm. all right? Then go on down to 30, and it says, it's time to stop bringing grief to God's Holy Spirit, all right? You have been sealed with the spirit, banished bitterness, rage and anger, shouting and slander, and any of and any and all mal malicious thoughts. Wow, malicious. That means you want to fight. You want to attack. No, banish all that stuff. All right? These are poison. Anybody ever tasted poison and lived? I hope not. 
I hope you haven't tasted that. You don't have to test it to that point. If God says it's poison, it's poison. Mm -hmm. All right. And the Lord has had to teach me that in a certain way. Certain things in our lives can be poison to us. So we got to make sure we stay away from it. You wouldn't drink no bleach, would you? No. <laughs> I, I think somebody, somebody as a child might have drunk the wrong thing, but they just didn't know no better. But we know now we're, we're children of the Lord, but we are growing into mature children. Hallelujah. We're growing. We're developing. And so, no, we don't want that poison. Instead, what? Be kind and passionate, compassionate, grac- graciously forgive one another, just as God has forgiven you through the anointed, our liberating king. Amen. Wow. All right. Mm. So Leviticus 19, what does that say? Let's go here real quick. And it says 146, right? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. I better find it. Got too many goodies in, in here. Hold on, hold on. Okay. All right, 17, Leviticus 19, 17, it says, okay, do not harbor a deep hatred for any of your relatives. If your neighbor is doing something wrong, correct him or else you could be held responsible for his sin. Hmm. Isn't that something? Do not seek revenge or hold a grudge against any of your people. Instead, Love your neighbor as you love yourself, for I am the eternal one. Hmm. And that God is saying, he's making it plain to us, isn't he? All right. And of course, we find the same thing in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is not rude. Love is not unkind. Love is not to puff itself up. Love is, love is, is just an amazing gift from God. Mm-hmm. All right, love, God is love. That's why we learned that when we were children, God is love. What is real love? It's God himself. He is the ultimate manifestation of love in Jesus Christ. And as we are reading here in Ephesians, and of course, First uh, Corinthians, as I mentioned, people and churches, uh, Paul in Paul's letters, were from what? The heart and mind of the Lord, revealing his great love, revealing his truth, revealing his mercy, and forgiving grace to this group of people. This were the people of that time and place. But God's plan is for all, okay, of salvation to all in Jesus Christ. If I had a thought today, guess what it would be? Squash the beef. All right. Squash the beef. You know, we all say, where's the beef? But sometimes that beef can really not be good for us. Squash the beef. Amen. The beef is is a um, is a term that says that something ain't right between you. Uh, Houston, we got a serious problem. We got a problem. And boy, if, if we don't get it straight, we're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the grudge. Get rid of the grudges. Like it's saying here, get rid of them. If you really expect love to be manifested, you got to get rid of those grudges and Amen. those uh, beefs. A beef is what? A disputation, uh, holding malice against someone uh, that's, uh, you know, so you suppose to care about or think about them, you're concerned about. 
you're holding something against that person. But let it go. Get rid of the beef. Squash it. All right? But let God help you to squash it. Sometimes we can't do it. Sometimes we don't even want to forgive. How in the world can love take its place if we don't even have a mind to forgive? We got to have the mind of Christ. I know I've heard elders say that on some of her messages. The mind of Christ says that I love you and I will forgive you. And I and I do it because God what loves me and he has forgiven me. All right. A grudge. What's that? Holding out on God's love is a grudge. Because if you're not really letting his love flow through you, you holding out on it. You hindering it. You in the, you blocking the love of God. A grudge is a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment from a past insult or injury. Somebody hurt you. A former boss, a best friend. Wow, you never thought that best friend would do you like that. Why did he do me like that? Why did she lie on me? You know, I had my job lie on me. You know, and I'm trying to do what's right, trying to help somebody. Man, that was that was sure a place for a grudge and a beef. The boss, after I got fired, the boss wanted to come in my face and try to pet and comfort and, and watch me like a hound. Boy, I got, I had some beef. I had a little beef at that time. I said, what are you doing? Why are you up in my face? Let me get my stuff and go. <laughs> I needed Jesus for sure then. I sure had a beef. And, but, you know, the Lord just stepped in and he helped me to begin to see that the beef and a grudge was not going to take me where I needed to go. I needed the love of Jesus. And I wasn't going to let that uh, that supervisor get in my, the way of my blessing. All right. A spouse, you know, a sibling. Sometimes you can be uh, have a battle right with your siblings. You know, uh, our, our nation is having battles. Boy, something's going on. But we got to squash the beef. We got to get rid of it, church. I'm telling you, our nation's in trouble because somebody's beefing and somebody's holding a grudge. That's the thing with Russia and uh, and uh, China and, I believe, Ukraine, but especially Russia and Ukraine because Ukraine has something valuable and Russia wants it. All right? Okay? And that's what they're doing. They're killing. Blood is spilling out on the ground. Because of that. That's what happened with Cain and Abel. Uh, Cain was uh, jealous of Abel's gift and sacrifice. And so he got to the point where he had a beef and a grudge and he killed his own brother. Good gracious. We've been right here in this area. And, you know, overnight, five people got shot down the street at the other hotel. Five people, church, and three of them did not survive. What is the what is going on in our world? But we got to squash the beef. We got to boot these grudges out and start putting on some real teeth like that. (laughs) Smile, you know, because you can smile because you know something's going on different in your heart and in your mind. You're not warring against nobody else. All right. Why are so many people unhappy? They're anxious. They're unsettled. They're in a world of prosperity and abundance and material. They got everything in the world. And then they're not content. They still upset. They still got grudges. They still got a beef going on. Great contentment is what they should have, but it's the very opposite. Uh, that's something. 
Well, that's happening to us right as we speak, right as we hear this message, right as we breathe, trouble is all around. But I'm so glad that God's love is right there too. His love is, is, is just reaching out to us. Hallelujah. His love is flowing to us and then his love is flowing through us and then his love is flowing to others. Praise God. Hallelujah. Squash the beef, church. Squash the beef today. The reason that, uh, again, I say is that most of the world don't know Jesus. They have not accepted him. And because they don't know him and haven't accepted him, I told the man at the front desk this morning, I said, I gave Jesus a try when I heard that small voice. And he told me, give Jesus a try. And that's what's going to squash the beef. That's what's going to get rid of your troubles. That's what's going to get rid of your anxiety. That's what's going to cause you to be, uh, your unsettledness to be settled. You're going to have some peace for once in your life when you say yes to Jesus. And that's what I did. Hallelujah. That's what the people need. They need his peace and they need his joy. Hallelujah. And we got to be in a position to let the peace and the joy and the love of Jesus flow through us. Take a look at this and may God give each of us a mind to uh, examine our own lives. Examine your own self with the word of God. Examine your life and see where you belong. And if you're coming up short, God's love will pick you right up and bring you right where you need to be. Hallelujah. He's like that. Our Lord is like that. He won't fail you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He said, I'll be with you even until the end of time, as you know it. And then time itself, he's still there for us. Because God, what? He was, Jesus is, he was, and he will, ever shall be. I love that. As it was in the beginning, and so shall it ever be. Oh, man. Oh, man. (coughs) Excuse me. And oh, man. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Oh, Lord. There are also Christians, what? Who are beefing and discontent because they're wearing the old clothes. Mm. You still got on old clothes? You know what? You know how it is. You got old greasy clothes on. You've been out there uh, busting and dusting and working. You you can't even imagine what it's like in the shipyard or the steel yard. I even had on fireproof clothes, and I'm telling you, them clothes. I get too close to that uh, flame, 1800 degrees, and it felt like I was in hell. It was hot, baby. It was hot. But I'm telling you. I'm so glad I had them fire clothes on. But, um, you know, once I got out of that place, them clothes was dirty and old and dusty. It was a blessing just to be able to wash them, you know, down in the uh, the shipyard in the tanks, you know, cleaning the tanks. How you come out there looking like grease, man. I'm telling you. But the bottom line is I could take off those old clothes. I could take them off. Hallelujah. And I thank the Lord that we can take off this old nature. We can take off this old self. It's supposed to be dead anyway. It's supposed to be nailed right to the cross. Hallelujah. Let Jesus help you to nail it to the cross. Hallelujah. Because when he was nailed to that cross, then he took our sins. He took our old nature. He took our evil. He took those grudges. He took that beef. And he put it upon himself 
so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. He has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I can, I can just shout it to the housetops and the rooftops. I can't keep it to myself because he's so good. Hallelujah. He took those old clothes and he threw them in the can and, and burnt them up. And I thank him for it. Um, God, you're so good to us. You're so amazing. We bless you for that today. You are worthy of all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Lord. There might have been something from our childhood. And of course, that might still be uh, beefing and, and causing a grudge in us. Mm-hmm. Something that somebody did to us mm-hmm. and we've never been able to forgive. We've never been able to let it go. But the Lord is causing you to be able to forgive it today. His love is so great mm-hmm. that you can forgive it today. His love is so great that you can, you can, oh God, you can let it go. Oh yes, Lord. And then sometimes we've done something and then it's like we can't forgive ourselves. But Jesus wants us to be able to forgive ourselves, receive his forgiveness today. Put on your new clothes. <coughs> Excuse me. You ever had new clothes? Hallelujah. Didn't you feel so good in them new clothes? Hallelujah. You look good in them. You felt good in them. But uh, please make sure that, of course, you don't put on new clothes with a dirty backside. If you understand what I mean, make sure that you're clean on the inside. All right. A clean heart and a clean mind. Hallelujah. A clean way of life. God has that for you. I am filled. This is what Psalm 61 verse 10 say. I'm filled with joy and my soul vibrates with exuberant hope because of the eternal my God. For he has what? Dress me with the garment of salvation. Isaiah 6110. He's dressed me with the garment of salvation. He's wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. Whoa, man. That's an amazing garment. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And that garment, you know, God's garments don't even wear out. They don't wear out. The Israelites, how long did they have those garments on? Those shoes. Israelite shoes. They walked around and and they lasted until God said, I'm going to give you a new pair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your garment, hallelujah, is even, I believe, unto eternity. A garment of love, a garment of peace, a garment of joy and and kindness. Hallelujah. Goodness. Yeah. And that garment is so beautiful that you will draw others unto yourself. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is on the inside. And he's really just flowing right to the outside. That was the amazing thing about the baptism. The baptism was a what? A outward sign of a inward change. Jesus has come in and we are so glad about it. We are excited about it. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all the praise and the glory today. Oh, I bless you, Lord. You are so good. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand supported me and your gentleness has made me great. Woo, God is, he's saying that to us. Yea, it is his way. His shield of salvation, what? Is over your life as 
you as he holds you in his strong and gentle hands. Just picture that. God is holding you in his strong and gentle hands. What a God of love. What an amazing God. He is so good to us, church. And I I wanted to go into another thought, but I'm going to have to save that for another time. And that is strife. Strife is another enemy. And we don't want that strife to cause division. The spirit of strife will cause division. It'll even cause destruction. But God wants us to understand what? For one sows to his own flesh, all right, and will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit of life. Galatians 6 and 8. So church, squash the bee. Flush out the grudges. Just let the Holy Spirit just move in such a way that you say, Lord, here am I. Take me, Lord. I want you to be able to use me. I want your love to cleanse me. I want your love and your peace to heal me. I want, Lord, to be holding you. Hallelujah. I don't want anything in this heart. There's some rooms in the heart. And how many of them belong to Jesus? Mm -hmm. You got to make sure everything in that heart is surrendered to the Lord. And you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it more than once and make sure that you know that you know that you know. And then how many times do you have to go to the gas station and fill the tank? Mm. Every day and then you got to fill that tank, right? Because if you don't, I guess you're going to be doing like the Flintstones. You're going to be taking your feet down there and and uh, actually running with your feet instead of running with the gas. All right. And then they even stop with their feet. <laughs> Man, that's some feet for you. But praise the Lord, we have gas. And then what? We have the Holy Spirit's fuel. Holy Spirit fuel. Let him fill you today. Thank you, Lord. Squashing the beef. We're squashing the grudges, Lord. We're squashing everything that's not like you. And we receive your love. We receive your peace. We receive your joy, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive new strength. For what? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It's morning time, church. Hallelujah. Let's make sure that we are abiding in his word and abiding in his love. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you may ask what you will. And it shall be done, the Lord has said. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, Lord God, that you're just touching our hearts and and making us brand new. You're cleansing the things, Lord, that need to be flushed out, the grudges and the ill will, the animosity, Mm -hmm. anything that's not like you. Just take it out there, Lord, and fill it. Replace it with your love. Replace it with your peace. Don't be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then what? The Holy Spirit has promised to seal your heart and seal you with what? Love. 
Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that you're touching that heart that needs to say yes to you. You're drawing them to you now, Father. Hallelujah. You're driving out the enemy. You're driving out the confusion. You're driving out the turmoil, oh God, and the discord. Father, replace it with your love and your peace, your assurance, Father, and then strengthen your body. Heal your body and strengthen your body. Make us strong, Lord, so that we can see miracles happen in the hour to come, so that we can see deliverance, Lord, so that we can see the demonstration of your love. For you came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. We thank you for that. Touch us now, Lord, as we go forth from this place. Touch us, Lord, as we go to our several destinations. Be with us, Lord. Be the God that you said you would be. Hallelujah. You are the God of all flesh and spirits. And there is no other like you, Father. We give you praise today. We give you the glory. We cast down every stronghold and every grip of the enemy. We break it loose now. And we command deliverance upon your people, Lord, near and far, all over this land. We thank you, Lord. And we touch the lives, Lord, that have suffered great loss, even to the point of that they lost their lives early. We touch the families. We touch, oh God, in the hospitals. We touch in the nursing homes. We touch in the jails. Lord, let your presence up be felt all over this place. Send your Holy Spirit, Lord, and bring deliverance up as only you can. Break the strongholds in lives. Set the captive free, Father. Open the blinded eyes. The lame will get up and walk in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, Lord. We give you the glory. Your name is worthy of all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. May souls receive Jesus as Lord today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy household in Jesus' name. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we call it. Hallelujah.